high quality caramel corn for an affordable price. So it passes the Eric Bra- Brockowitz caramel corn sniff test. Yeah, it's EB index is high. It's EB. <laughs> It's, it's going to be a running joke now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Calling it boy. back. Yeah. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Icky Nardi Podcast. I'm Jesse Jace Thomas, and with me is Eric Brockowitz. Hello, everyone. And Matt Gibson. <laughs> it just gets more and more. It sounded like Boston ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't remind me of that. Yusa uh, saying Yusa know better than the Gungans. Hey, that's right. Hey, hey, hey. That's right. Misa like <laughs> Let's not get on that topic or I'll be doing voices all afternoon. All afternoon. <laughs> um... What did you play this week, Matt? I bet I know the answer. Um, I played approximately one hour of Prey and okay. approximately four billion hours of Destiny 2. Wow, that's a jam-packed week. Yeah. Um, how do you like Prey so far? Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like, oh, I, that's uh, good. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've made a choice to not take any Neuromods. Damn. What is that? They're like uh, upgrades to your character. Oh, so you're playing on hard mode, I guess. Kind of. Like I'm not I'm trying to avoid combat, just sneaking around. It's kind of fun. Hmm. Uh, Cuz uh, the reason I did it is when I first encountered a sentry. Hmm. And you deploy them and it says like scanning target no typhoon material detected and I'm like, "Oh." Cuz I heard that the neuromods are basically alien Oh. Alien like DNA. So maybe it'll it'll start messing with you once you uh Well that's what went through my head. I was like, oh, so they're scanning for alien material and if I take those neuromods, they well, might wait. hit me. But could you also then use the turret to scan for neuromods if you were looking for neuromods? I don't know, there's no use for them. You can just deploy them and then it just says that shit. No, no, I mean, like, if you deployed one in a room where there's a... I guess it's not that useful because mostly the neuromods are easy to find. Yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, I don't know. I've not been looking for them, so maybe. But I'm going to okay. play it again and then use neuromods and stuff. Yeah, I need to get back into that because I kind of stopped because I got stuck. But um, I want to make more videos. The only thing I really liked about Prey was actually, going back to the original Prey, the demo for Prey... Like, the opening chapter of that game is so fucking cool. Like... You what? When you're in, like, the, the you're bar... You're just in a bar on the reservation, and then, like, some dude wants to fight you, and then, like, yeah. the world goes crazy because you're being abducted by aliens, and you end up you on end their up ship, and, like, that was... There's all alien bum awesome. holes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was fucking amazing. And then, actually playing the game, I got really bored really quickly. Um... Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't really enjoy it that much. But again, I wasn't really into first-person shooters anyway at the time, so whatever, you know. Speaking of which, Eric, what did you play this week? Just Destiny? Uh, well, I played Destiny when I see Matt on, because friends. Um, because friends. Yeah, I mean, honestly, look, I'm impressed that I like Destiny as much as I do. Uh, it's not the kind of game that I would choose ever, hmm. right? And... Uh, I have enjoyed my time with it, but I've noticed um, when you guys aren't around, uh, I don't really enjoy it that much. Like, it, it, but on my own, I think you will. Yeah. Now you finish the story. Now you finish the story. I think you'll enjoy it more. Yeah, I mean, I think if I committed to it 
I probably would, but I'm wary of committing to it and going down the rabbit hole. Um, so I'm just going to chill and hang out with you guys occasionally. I've actually been playing. Um, uh, I finally found a PSVR game that was uh, like hella decent. It's uh, Oh! Yeah, it's legit good. It's, uh, whatchamacallit, Riggs. Riggs. Oh. And uh, this month it was free on, uh, on PlayStation Plus. And I had played the demo way back, like when it first came out, and I was like, "Wow, this is a really cool idea!" Like mech stuff in VR, it's a good fit. And then, like, but kind of like a sport thing, like it's like kind of like basketball or football, but with shooting people in mechs. Like, oh, this could work. Replayability, good stuff. And I played it, and the demo was not well put together. And I just like went in and got crushed. And I was like, "Oh, I don't understand this game. This sucks." Um, I'm not. I'm not going to pay money for this, right? But uh, it was free, so I got the full game. And turns out, ah, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's also one of the best PSVR experiences in terms of like they've done a really good job of not letting of not getting you sick, <laughs> like when you are running around and jumping and doing crazy stuff. Ah, um, uh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and and it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Like you you're. You know, being acrobatic in mechs, um, and like it matters which what mechs you choose and what they you outfit them with, and making a goal sounds like is really cool. And also, um, actually, this is after like our kind of discussion about sound design in video games. The music is really good at doing the like. I don't know if you've ever watched Monday Night Football, but like. The the sound the music that they have when they're like ramping up to like you know like hey, all right like welcome to Monday Night Football dun, 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 and like explosions and fireworks whatever like that's that not kind the of, one that goes da 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 yeah yeah right that's a great fucking song it's like let's let's fucking go you know like um like the testosterone sound like sleigh ride it's like da 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 no yeah, it does. I always right? to, da, 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 da. <laughs> but like, but like, the testosterone in me responds to that cadence, you know. <laughs> and uh, this this game does the same thing. Of like, when you're going into a match, like it starts up with the like you know triumphant "Let's go beat some motherfuckers' asses" music, and it's like really successful. It gets you like kind of pumped. So I've been enjoying that. How about you, Jesse? Uh, Destiny and. Um, now this is weird because by the time this podcast goes up, it will have the, this video will have already been up for a long time. But I was r- recording a uh, bringing it back video of the old Sega Genesis game Shadow Dancer. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Um, that's because I haven't put it up yet. But by the time this podcast is uploaded, it will have been up for like a long time. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> yeah, Shadow Dancer was the sequel to Shinobi. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it's a side-scrolling uh, ninja run-and-gun kind of thing. And uh, it's just a simple game. And I said in my, my gameplay video of it that I feel like it's challenging but fair. Hmm. Okay. Like, it's frustrating sometimes, but it's never unfair in my opinion. So, uh, And it, the music is gnarly. It's got some good Sega Genesis music in it. So I recommend Shadow Dancer. Sweet. What are we talking about? We're talking about tropes in video games. Oh, tropey tropes. Yeah, tropey, specifically. Tropey tropes. <laughs> specifically, I like, support the tropes. Well, spe- <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, uh-huh. um, huh, that was 
uh, pretty topical. Um, so, Thanks. Yeah, like specifically weird tropes that don't make sense. You know, like there are some things that do make sense that I don't want to give too much shit to that it's like, okay, this is a recurring thing, but there's a reason why and it makes sense and it doesn't break narrative. Like uh, a good example of like a, a decent one is in RPGs, the amnesia trope of like, uh, not just RPGs, but like especially older games, there's a lot of like, you can't, re- the main character can't remember who they are. Right. So that you, as a player, get to, like, start from the same space. because So, you that, so that the storytellers can exposition the shit out of you at the beginning of the game? Yeah, that's yes. true. But then also, like, it explains why everything is new, you know? Like, so it's not just, like, um, not just the, uh, the story, but also, like, mechanics and things, you know? So, like, when you get a thing... And your character's like, what? What is this thing? It's so that, that you can be explained. Uh, so, that, yeah, I guess exposition. But not just story, like also me- gameplay uh, mechanics. So that's, a, that's an example of like a good one, I think. Gameplay tropes that happen because of gameplay reasons, they're like always a good reason for it. Yeah, but some of them aren't. Some of them, like, I feel like break or distract from the other things that are going on in the game. Yeah, they're not elegant. And then some of them are just funny. Like, one that we were talking about earlier was, like, why when you uh, need health in a game, why it's so common that you eat food to get health. Yeah. Um, Because, like, I get it loosely in that, like, you eat food to, like, make more cells in your body. But, like, that's not going to heal bullet wounds. And, yeah, like, like, oh, I've been shot in the stomach. Yeah, oh, like, oh, give me a hamburger. Right, like, oh, yeah. like, oh, now I'm all better. You know, like, yeah. um, so that's weird. We accept it because whatever. But Because like, video games. Yeah, but it, but it is hella weird. Sometimes you find the food in really weird places. Like, yeah. You know, Final like, fight, you bust I? open an oil drum, like a 60-gallon drum, and it's got a pot roast at the bottom of it. And you're yeah, like, should well, I eat this? Yeah. Streets of rage. Streets of rage, busting open trash cans and eating the food. Yeah, that's a, that's a goofy one, and that one's probably near the top of my list, the whole food thing. Yeah. But honestly, there's a lot of health-related things. Like, because, honestly, health in video games doesn't actually make sense, so we've got to no. like, find ways to explain it. Uh, Matt and I were talking earlier about like linear health bars. Of, like yeah. I can shoot you in the foot six times and that kills you, which is like wait no <laughs> like maybe it'll hurt my foot a lot. Um, you might die of complications later, right? <laughs> but like <laughs> and like you know like they kind of later on they like kind of um, I don't know more recently not I mean it's been a while of like uh, making like specific weak points that like so like a headshot does more damage mm-hmm. i got it right that makes some sense because a headshot it just does all the damage <laughs> you know like that's yeah so like i feel like that's a caveat to like reality <laughs> um well some wrestling games take it further where you have like health bars for your individual body parts and if you like lose all your health in you know your arm then you can't do this move anymore Okay, so that's really cool. So that was actually reminds me of a game that I played way back on PS1 called Zero Divide. And it wasn't a great game, but it was a cool idea of like robots fighting each other. And sometimes they were kind of like like uh humanistic, like hum- humanistic, no, hu- like 
What's humanoid. The I'm looking for? Humanoid. Thank you. There, some of the sometimes they were like humanoid frames that make sense to humans, and then some of them were just like I don't know. This is clearly exp- inspired by like a crane that like moved boxes or something, but it can move around or whatever. Like so, some of them were like not very clearly humanoid, which was cool. Uh, and then like yeah, you could receive damage to the different parts. Um, and like that part could stop functioning. So you could like break the legs off of something and it would just have to like kind of crawl around on the ground and try to attack you still. It was a really cool fighting game um, for that part. You know, you're also kind of describing this fighting game, Time Killers. Oh, I think you're going to say Bushido Blade. Yeah. Time Killers. Remember Time Killers? It sounds really familiar. It like, was like a Mortal Kombat clone. Like, after the success of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, there were all these, you know, wannabe games. And this one uh, company called, I think, Strata, maybe, made uh, two two big titles that were shit games. They were just garbage. Time Killers was the first one, and then they made Bloodstorm. Uh and Time Killers had a mechanic where you could chop off the enemy's like arm or leg during the fight, and use it to hit them or something. No, 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 no just okay. but it would affect the gameplay. Okay. And if you chopped their head off, then it was it was like end of the fight, no matter how much health they had. Right. But so, like the game was first of all balance was like non-existent in the game, so it's like not a good fighting game. And also the design was horrendous. Like whoever drew the sprites, I don't think they knew anything about drawing. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really goofy, like, uh, anatomical things going on. But uh, it's the same mechanic you just described. I mean, Bushido Blade is famous for it, right? In that, like... I don't remember it very well. I played it. It. A lot of people didn't like it because it was frustrating in that, like, again, you could just, like, kill somebody in one hit if you right. got a good hit. Um, and it's not shiny, like, it's not, like, uh, in-your-face action. It's just, like... It's kind of you know, realistic. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of, like... It was It was the most realistic people have gotten to, like, here's what a battle between two samurai might look like, you know? Right. Um, and, unfortunately, I, f- I actually did find it a little bit boring, but it was cool in that, like... Yeah, I think, like, if you hit somebody in their arm or whatever, like, they couldn't use their arm anymore, so that could right. affect the game a lot. So that's cool. Right, but then Matt was talking about like health packs in general, <laughs> stim packs, stim yeah. packs. Yeah, like how you can just oh, find a health pack. Ah, oh, I feel better because yeah, first aid packs. Like what are they? They're like plasters and you just, some scissors and some plastic gloves. Like that's not going to make you feel better. Well, and plus in the game you don't actually bust the thing open; you just touch it. Yeah, you just right. touch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's another one. Like picking up upgrades and and things, it just it just they just magnetize to your body. Yeah. Yep. Did you ever play the original Medal of Honor? No. World War II shooter. Um, I, I know of it, but I didn't play it. The it uh, it also had health packs that you just grab and suddenly you're healthy again. But what really made it better was the sound effect when you picked one up. You'd hear all the sound effects in the game were kind of like realistic foley. Mm. Okay. So like. You'd hear the sound of someone uh, grabbing uh, like a strip of medical tape and going and ripping it off. Oh, that's cool. And it was like, I loved that sound. <laughs> I right, loved right. the sound of the tape when I would pick up a health pack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess we had, we had talked about um, Far Cry and like uh, how when you tried to, when you heal yourself in Far Cry, 
when you don't have like health pack things, like the thing that he does is something that is at least somewhat, you know, looks a little bit realistic. A little bit. Yeah, he, like, pries out a bullet out of his arm or something. And, Cauterizing you know. the wound right. or whatever. Yeah, which is like, okay, that's that's cool. It's a little nod to reality again. Yeah, but in a while he's doing it while sprinting, <laughs> usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, man. Any other weird ones you thought of, Matt? Um, so one that always gets me is uh, just the the ammo the ammo things like with guns <laughs> so like you can reload halfway through a magazine but still keep the same overall yeah because that's not how that works some games don't there do have yeah there i know some games, games don't, don't do that but it's yeah. super common and actually i'd rather they did yeah <laughs> oh yeah no totally like and then how everything you kill drops the ammo that you need yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if it's like an ostrich or yeah. <laughs> something. It's like, oh, you've got some bullets. Excellent. <laughs> but what's also weird is like when people don't drop ammo and you're like, well, what were you shooting me with? Like, <laughs> even if it was different ammo that was useless to me, it's like, why don't you have ammo? Uh, you should have shot him earlier before he used his last. Use it. Yeah, right. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I always think in my head, like, maybe that was the last bullet. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that always... Uh... The ammo one is always one I think is funny. And how it just explodes out of them. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just like it goes like a meter and like lands yeah. on the ground. <laughs> and and, and uh, is you larger than too much Destiny. That's how it is in Destiny. The stuff pops out like like it yeah. shoots out. <laughs> yeah. 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 But not yeah. just Destiny, I mean like uh uh Call of Duty. Um the stuff just kind of like poo. <laughs> it's funny. I got another one. Uh-huh. Um, jumping. Oh, yes. Like, how high can you jump? Right. Not very high, and not, not very often. Not very... That's one thing, not very often, but, like, compared to your body height, a typical human can jump, like, just a small fraction of their height, right? Right, right. Um, yeah. But every goddamn game, even the realistic ones, you're, like, leaping tall buildings <laughs> well, think now, about. Do you remember, there was a short period of time where they addressed that, where they were like, no more jumping. Like, it was all like, um, it was kind of like, I think when Gears came out and like around that area. That, yeah, but that bothered that me when I couldn't jump anymore. Right, it was super frustrating. But like, people were like, <laughs> I think I remember reading an article where some guy was like, you know, if you think about it, like, people don't really fucking jump that much. And <laughs> especially not in combat. <laughs> like no. jumping around is not something that people would do while holding a gun. So, <laughs> yeah. so like we're just not doing that. Instead, we're gonna have like a kind of a shuffle, like kind of like a like a like a dodge, like a like a combat a roll. roll. Yeah, yeah. And they're like because people might actually do that to get to cover or something. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's kind of cool. And then I started playing those games. And I was like, yeah, yeah but I, but I want to jump. Yeah, and I found myself just combat rolling around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. playing Gears of War, which looks really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I remember, like back in the eight bit era, like your jump would always be multiple body heights. Mm. Oh um, yeah. Like Super Mario Brothers, holy shit! Like that guy can jump like a mother, and like it, it doesn't. Um, you know, that spawned a whole genre of game platforming, right? And in every platforming game, you can jump like a superhuman. Yeah, and if you can't, it's, like, not a platformer game anymore. Or if you can't, it's too damn hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just too hard. 
So well, I think that's the thing, because like a realistic jump would be almost useless in any interesting video game environment. It's it's really frustrating when jumps are realistic because they don't do anything. And here's another thing. Most games where you can jump, you can steer your jump. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. And like even in like really realistic looking games, you're like, why can that happen? If you yeah. go and play Castlevania 1 where you can't steer your jump at all, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. frustrating as hell. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, I jumped the wrong way, but now I got to commit to it because, you know, gravity There's and inertia. nothing and I can do. Yeah. yeah. Then in Castlevania 3, they introduced one character of the few that you can play who can steer his jump. And it's like, oh, oh, this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I saw an interesting video about the double jump. And oh. uh, it, was, it was about... Uh, I don't remember which game they were talking. Oh, it was about Genji in Overwatch, right? And they were talking about how the double jump from Genji is the most powerful uh, ability in Overwatch because the the energy that it would take to compress air that you like, like let's say you've jumped and there's air between you and the ground. The energy it would require to propel you upwards again, another jump of like compressing the air down in speed enough so that it would not like just move out of your way would be like enough to like practically destroy the world or something. <laughs> like it's, the energy requirements for that are insane and you would die and everything would die. It would be like a nuclear explosion or something, um, uh, which I found really entertaining of like, but double jumps are such a thing, you know? Yeah, like, I'm trying to remember like the first time I had a double jump in a game. I can't uh, think of it. I feel like it must have been before Symphony of the Night, but Symphony did, of the uh, did Metroid have a double jump? Uh, not the first. Met- oh, yes, it did. Metroid One had the wait. Did it? Is I that can't remember. The, the space I feel, jump. It feel like it was a two D platformer that had it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Metroid might have had one because after you get Screw Attack, is it? Then later you get Space Jump, where you can just—it's not a double jump. It's like an infinite jump. Mm. Like, you can just keep bouncing in the air. Oh, weird. Is that in the first Metroid, or is that Super Metroid I'm thinking of? I really wouldn't know. I, I, I watched remember. some of Super Metroid, and that's it. Super Metroid is a really good game you should play. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's awesome. It's still really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a good story, too. Um, okay, so how about some other ones? Uh, well, just on the, um, on the, like, the jumping in combat thing, where the people go, ah... Oh, yeah, I could, I could, uh, I could join the army after all the training I've done in uh, video games. So I'd probably be a really good <laughs> oh, soldier. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, fucking no, you wouldn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> video games have taught you nothing. Yeah. Actually, I watched an interesting video of a guy who is like some, you know, secret forces, whatever, special squad dude uh, in the military. He, they gave him. Uh, like you know, a uh, light tracked gun, right? Um, like that looked like a uh, assault rifle. They put him in a uh, like a full domed theater with a kind of slidey slide walk ground. So like when he's walking on it, uh, he doesn't move, or he moves a little bit, but then it moves him back to the center. Um, okay, and that's how they control the inputs for him moving around, like in the game. So it it looks a lot like like he's in it's closest that like they could get to VR without VR. Um it was pretty cool. Pretty cool setup, but like they watched him play like Call of Duty 
And like, uh, it's so different from how people play Call of Duty. Like, you know, he's like super careful, like walking around, yeah. and just checking all the angles before he mo- moves forward any bit. You know, like <laughs> peeking a little bit, and like so it was like it took him like you know an hour and a half to complete what would be like a ten minute section in that game. Yeah, uh, he's not like running in, prone diving, right? Like, yeah. fuck you, motherfucker! Like, no, <laughs> you have been practicing to be as an action hero in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Have you ever seen the meme where it it shows like the Call of Duty guy and it says Elite Soldier can sprint for five seconds, and then (laughs) and then it's and then down below there's Mario and it says Fat Italian Plumber can run for fucking hours. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So um, another one I noticed was uh, what I called the bag of holding effect, or uh, what is it? What what it's like elastic something uh, the bottom spandex spandex space. That's what it is. Spandex space, where like, no matter how much shit you have, it doesn't show up on your character model. Uh, oh, so like when you switch weapons, like where does that other weapon go? Like, and somebody told me like, oh, it's into spandex space, like the you know the uh, alternate dimension that you carry around in your pants. Yeah, um, in uh, in Watch Dogs, uh, Aiden Pierce literally like puts assault rifles down his pants. <laughs> like the animation he's just sliding the thing down the front of his pants and it just disappears yeah, yeah. Well, like Reaper looks like he's pulling them from his ass as well doesn't he yeah <laughs> yeah it's like but that's I mean but even with like the most realistic of games anything that has an an, an inventory uh, is insane right uh, we because talked about inventory no a couple weeks ago oh yeah. yeah yeah when we were talking about loot Right. Oh, oh, and right, how, like, when games go for realism, all I want them to do is stop going for realism. Like, right. Fallout yeah, gives yeah. you a weight limit or whatever. Or right, and it's like, at that point, it's like, well, but if you're going to do that, then the weight limit should be, like, practically nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, because how much shit can you carry? <laughs> or Prey, like, and Resident Evil have, like, the slots. So yeah, you can volume limit. Them. Volume, yeah. Uh, I like that better, actually. That actually makes a little bit more sense. Um, uh, Deus Ex did that, right? Where it's like you have to fit it together into a puzzle. Yeah, it's like Tetris within cool. the game. Yeah, that made more sense. Um, but I mean, I hate both of them, but that one makes more sense. But like, I mean, I don't want them to change the inventory thing. But when it happens, I do think like, you know, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Where did all that shit come from? I would love it if they, you just had like a like a bunch of servants following you around with big heavy packs. Uh, and that was their explanation. Fallout? Fall do they do that? Do they have servants Yeah, your companions you carry your stuff. Yeah, well, Skyrim I mean, had that too. That's true. I guess I, what I meant by that was just like, no, like all you are is a pack horse. Like, just... Oh, yeah. Just shut up. Walk behind me. Carry my yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we did the uh, the episode about loot, I was talking about a game that had a mechanic where you have someone with you who can you can send back with all your stuff. Torchlight had the mechanic with the pet. You have a you have like a little animal with you, mm. and uh, you can send when you when your inventory gets full, you can put stuff on the pet and send the pet back to town, and the pet will sell it for you. Oh, what? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he, then he brings you back the money. It's awesome. <laughs> and he's only gone for like a couple minutes. <laughs> he's a really wow. good pet. Yeah. Highly efficient pet. But that's yeah, a, good, that's good a quality of life improvement. Like, nobody right. wants to have to stop what they're doing and go back to town and open up the stash and put the shit away and visit the shop to sell the stuff you don't want. It's like, that's just a pain in the ass. 
let the let your pet ferret do it for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty cool. I wonder how many of these tropes things are just really just that, like just quality of life things. Um, yeah, probably a lot of them are. Yeah. Or like, for instance, elevators, right? Like, I don't mind elevators in games. I know they're loading the next scene, but it's better than a loading screen. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's elevator or loading screen. Or improve your tech. <laughs> but I'll take the elevator. Thank you. Did you ever play um, Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo? No, I didn't. Wait a minute. I played it on Genesis, I think. Oh, I don't know about the Genesis version, but the Super Nintendo version had these first-person sections where you're in buildings. Oh, no, I didn't. And uh, you get on an elevator, and when the elevator doors close, you hear, like, elevator music. Oh, that's awesome. And this was back on the SNES when, nice. like, something like that was almost unheard of. I remember thinking, oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, some Bossa Nova track playing. God, actually, that just reminds me. Remember when, like, games being on different systems it meant that they were, like, essentially different games? Oh, yeah. Like... The Genesis version of Jurassic Park and the SNES version are, they're not similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, I think there were probably a lot of, probably anything with a movie tie-in. Um, I was just reading about the history of the Genesis uh, slash Mega Drive the other day. Mm. And like, um, you know, Sega had a really hard time breaking into the home console market when the Famicom was number one. Actually, in Japan... Uh, Genesis was third after the Famicom and then the PC engine. Oh, really? The NEC really? PC engine was more popular than the Mega Drive. Um, but the the problem was that Sega's experience to that point had all been uh, arcade-related. Yeah. So uh, they made all these arcade games, and their thing was, like, their whole driving force I do force remember, was, like, yeah, like, like, all the arcade games were on Sega. Yeah. So Sega's like like raison d'etre or whatever was to bring the arcade experience to the home. Right. And that's why they used the hardware they used. Like their sound chip sounds really arcadey because that's the, the Yamaha whatever chip that was in all the arcade machines. Mm. And all the the games that they made were pretty close to the arcade version. Like, like uh, Strider like, is a good example. Man, was it Golden Axe? Was that on Genesis? Yeah. Man, that game was awesome. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Just and but like that was essentially just an arcade game that you could play at home. Right. Which is great. And actually, yeah, back in the day, because arcade games were where it was at, you know? Like Yeah, they used to be the pinnacle of the like you know, the, like how good could a game be? Like the best it could possibly be is arcade quality. Right. Yeah. Arcade yeah. quality. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was a different kind of day. <laughs> we're getting off topic, but I think that's okay. Um uh, do you remember like when they got really gimmicky with uh, arcade stuff in terms of like having a physical thing there? Like it started with like the motorcycle games where you would actually get on like a kind of motorcycle looking thing, and then like then you could lean with the motorcycle, and then like <laughs> uh, you know, of course, light gun games. My favorite one was I think it was Top Skater. Was that it? Uh, is that one where you actually stand on a skateboard? A skateboard and like hit the thing back and forth to like you know do tricks like you like jam you just slam your foot down on the back of a skateboard and and combinations of that would do weird tricks and like i spent countless dollars it was a i think it was a dollar for a play yeah the good uh, games always cost more than a quarter yeah <laughs> big plastic yeah machine it's yeah, paying man. for 
<clears throat> they need those things need a lot of maintenance because of all the moving parts. Yeah, and the fact that I was destroying it with my foot every time I fucking yeah. went for an ollie. Yeah. There's Did you ever play the the Chabudai Gaishi game? Table flipping. Oh fuck yeah! That is the best game. I call I, that. I never knew the name. I just called it the Bakayado game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bakayado. That's where I. That's where I learned that word. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's called just, like just, Super Chabudai Gaishi or something like that. I'm, I'm just going to interrupt for a second. This isn't not my do this for the day. This only is do this for people who live in Japan. But if you have not gone, if you have not seen or played this game, find a round one somewhere or some. Uh, most round ones, I feel like, have it in their arcade. And look for the game that has a table sitting as, like, the controller is a table. Uh, and just go play that game, because it's the most stupid, hilarious, awesome game about throw, about flipping the table over when you get angry. Yeah. Um, you get to pick the scenario. Like, you're the yeah. angry dad of the the bride who just got married or whatever. And you're, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> trashing the wedding party by flipping right. the table. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, man. And then it plays that song over the replay of the shit flying through the air. And it's like, Nage Dashita, Nage Dashita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the most, that's some of the best video game comedy I've ever seen. <laughs> so if you're in Japan, find a way to play that game. It's amazing. Jet, I'm looking at you. Do it, Jet. Do it. Um, okay, so let's see. I got a so- trope for you. Oh, here's a trope for you. Yeah, I like me some trope. Get I got this, a trope for you. I got some tropes here. Get your tropes. Um, <laughs> how about stealth and the way stealth is handled in games? Mm, expand, expound upon that, please. Well, like, I'm thinking back to Metal Gear Solid 1. Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> Was, were you just imitating David Hayter? That's the best I can do. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it looks like they were cut with some kind of blade. <laughs> <laughs> I hold on. Side note: I know everybody loves his voice. I fucking hate that guy's voice so much. <laughs> like I, oh god, I'll take any version. Everybody was so mad when like uh, they got what's his name? Keanu, uh, no, no Kiefer, Kiefer yeah. Sutherland to do it in Metal Gear Five, and I was like, I'm totally fine with this. Like I can't stand the the raspy like. Yes, like of that guy's oh fucking drives me nuts. But I know I'm the only person in the world who thinks that. So Sorry. no, I prefer the Japanese. Uh, I, I'm not yeah. trying to be an elitist prick, but um, Akio Otsuka, the Japanese snake, is oh yeah yeah like yeah. a legend. He he voices two characters on Ampaman. That's how much of a legend he is. All right, anyway, so tell, stealth, tell me about Metal Gear. Yeah, right. So like they like, they kind of got around this because they they put every single soldier in Metal Gear in a in a ski mask which limits his visibility right oh okay so every soldier has this cone this vision cone right it's very short it's really short like enemies in video games always have like such a short visibility range yeah and it's like you could be and, walking and, and if they don't it feels cheap yeah kind of i mean but, have, you know, think about in real life. Like, how far can you see someone away? Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you could be... Well, here's the thing. I, as the player, can see them, and they are looking towards me, but they don't see me. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like... And then, continuing with the Metal Gear thing, whenever you made a noise in Metal Gear, like when you would uh, knock on the wall to lure a guard, he'd be like, huh? What was that noise? 
right, right. And then, then if you made a noise doing something else, like you punch a guy out and it's like, and then you flip him on his back, right. Another guard would be like, huh? What was that noise? <laughs> Even though it's clearly the sound of his, one of his compatriots getting knocked out. Uh, yeah. Um, and then you'd knock him out, and he'd be on the ground sleeping. And then he'd wake up, and he'd go, huh? <laughs> it's right. just like, I, I liked it because at the time it was, you know, groundbreaking. Right. But it's, that's really silly. That's really Okay, goofy. also, off of that, what about, like, stealth takedowns being more quiet than kill takedowns? Like uh, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like Deus Ex is a good example of that one mm, for me. Mm-hmm. Like you well, what happens in this, Deus Ex? So you're stealthing around, um, like hiding in box uh, behind boxes and stuff, and then you can activate a stealth takedown, which is like it's a cinematic move. You can't shorten it, and it's really long. Yeah, and it makes loads of noise, <laughs> but it doesn't make noise that anyone can hear because it's a stealth takedown. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you get spotted like, oh. during the cutscene? No, okay. but you feel like you will. Right. And you're, like, and you're just like, you oh, yeah, yeah. In Tenchu, you could get spotted during stealth takedowns, but you could also cancel the animation to avoid being spotted. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Which like was that. weird because it would be like, start the animation. Oh, stop it. Oh, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> like he'd, the guy would just die instantly. But I mean, so, but sorry, I think I might have said self takedowns when I meant like, um, like non, uh, non like lethal takedowns. Yeah, yeah, oh. lethal takedowns versus non lethal takedowns. And sometimes there isn't a difference in terms of like how loud it is, but sometimes it's like, oh, well, it's non lethal, so the benefit is that it's quieter, right? And yeah, it's that's like, not oh, always true. Yeah, yeah, which, which, if you think about it, like, I'm not sure why that would be. Like, if I slit some dude's throat, he's probably going to make a lot less noise than if I'm, like, trying to choke him out and he's banging around on things and, like, you know. Yeah, right. One silence gunshot to the head. Yeah. Or, or like, like, bashing him around. Uh, with uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, which is super weird. Yeah. They do make that sound in Middle Gear as well. <laughs> and then his buddy's like, huh? What was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. I love that voice clip. Huh? Or another one um, about stealth that bothers me, like uh, Horizon was a good example, is that you can only hide in specifically coloured long grass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm in long grass. to get around it because, yeah. like, oh, look, her hair's red, so... Oh, red I didn't off. think of it that way. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but, but like, oh, it's so <laughs> annoying. It's like, uh, I'm behind the tree, you can't see me. <laughs> like, like, yes, I can. Yeah. yeah. Because the tree's not orange. I saw your little raccoon tail poking out. Your yeah. fur, your fur, whatever thing. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, they can get, like, right up on you in this red grass. You're like, yo, you come on. You can see me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, like, I love that Once the, you uh, see it, you'll shit bricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like, the stealth uh, clothing in that, like, the stealth outfit that you wear that boosts yourself doesn't look the slightest bit stealthy. It's stealthy, like no. bright, bright, shiny green and blue. And it's like, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> like, like she yeah. wears a hairnet all of a sudden. I was like, okay, that's supposed to help, I guess. Hairnets are stealthy. A hairnet? Like she works in a kitchen? I swear to, yeah, it's, it looks like a hairnet. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that. In, the, in that game, is there a mechanic where certain outfits are better in certain environments for stealth? No. Only for like withstanding the cold. Right, that, should, that or... would make a lot of sense. That would be cool. 
Metal Gear Solid 3 had that, where it's like it did. in the you woodland change, area. Didn't you? Yeah, you should wear this. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, on the other side of that hiding in grass stuff, like Assassin's Creed did it, where this piece will offer you cover. And then you go in it and you're like, how is this hiding me? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. How is this hiding me? <clears throat> like, I, as the god camera, can see my character very clearly. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just like a, a couple of plants. Ooh, Eric, you've just hit on another thing when you said it about the camera. In oh, stealth yeah. games, you can always see like around the corner without being seen, without sticking out your head. Like the camera is feeding you more information than your character's eyes would. Right. And like that's really like your superpower <laughs> is that like I can actually look around the corner. But it'd be really cool if somebody wrote that in. Like, that that was somebody's, like, ability. They know? can travel outside of their body. But not even two, travel outside of their body. Like, they always yeah. have a third eye that's watching. And, like, that's your perspective, you know? <laughs> like That's too much. <laughs> no, that'd be, I, would, I would appreciate that. So what I really like is when they come up with a good explanation for this thing that they need to have, you know? Like, um... Like, yeah, the amnesia thing that we're talking about in terms of, like, um, you know, why we're going to do all this exposition. Um, but, like, it's kind of rare. But when when they figured out, like, smart ways to uh, to just write it in, I, even if it's, like, very clear, I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. But I, I appreciate the effort, you know? It's like, thanks for trying. What about... Um... This is here. We'll switch gears just a little bit. So, a big common component in games all over the place is keys. Oh fuck! Keys to doors, right? Yep. Um, and some games take it to like the next level, where it's like uh, not just keys, but like lots of objects that open doors. Like I'm talking Resident Evil, where you need the the blue jewel. To put it in the statue so that you can, you know... Move the chandelier. Yeah, and uh, lift which the Which then the unlocks the, the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it makes me think... Because the, the reason... Like, in the Resident Evil 1, fine. It's, an, it's a mansion. Some crazy guy owned it. He put all these weird devices in the mansion. I can deal with that. Resident Evil 2 takes place in a police station. Yeah. So... What were the officers doing? Like, hey, Rodriguez, you got the crank? I need it so I can get the blue jewel, so I can move the statue, so I can take the elevator, so I can open the door to the bathroom and take a leak, all right? <laughs> or like somebody was just like, wait, wait, guys, you know, it'll be great and it'll be hilarious. Let's just make it so that then if you have to take a piss, you have to. And then like they go through all these things. Like, hey, I got to turn the crank to remove the spikes from the hallway. <laughs> you know, the spikes that are always there? Goddamn spikes. Why'd they put those there? Wait, did they really have spikes in the hallway? No, I don't know. Okay. There's probably I was say, spikes. Yeah, okay. You know what? There are probably spikes because that's another trope. Spikes. Spikes. <laughs> yeah. Spikes. I just imagined you shaking your fist at the heavens when you said that. It never occurred to me, but yeah, like, well, can't you just like, like, have let's say no I understand falling from a height onto spikes. Yeah, you're probably fucked. But if there were spikes in front of me, I'm pretty sure I could just. Go between them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I don't think it would be that big a deal. Also, I could probably, cr- like, 
climb up some of them and stand at the top of them. It's just the falling onto them that kills you. Actually, now we've opened a whole can of worms. Because uh, you've got spikes, and you've got bottomless pits, uh, yeah. and you've got water. Water. And That's I swear water. to God, there are some games that treat water differently on different stages. Like yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Are there stages in Super Mario where you fall in water and die? I think so. But then there are stages where you swim oh, in water. Right, yeah. Uh, the same thing's true for Sonic. There are stages where, like, if you touch the water, you die. And then there's, like, no, this whole stage is underwater. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck, man. Yeah. And then there are whole games, like, quite late in game, like, uh, what's the word? In sort of the game genealogy, where water is just instant death. Like, um, yeah. The first Assassin's Creed. The yeah. first Assassin's Creed, yeah. I remember when in Assassin's Creed 2, when you could swim, I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. There's just, yes. like, why? That's really I'm, I'm a trained assassin. water (laughs) Uh, Grand Theft Auto didn't introduce water that you could swim in until Grand Theft Auto San Andreas I think yeah yeah. well that's how they used they kept you from you know going leaving the island yeah right yeah Yeah, fuck water like every of my least favorite levels or missions or whatever it's always the water one um, Zelda, the water one sucks. Uh, you know, so which Zelda? Any Zelda. Ocarina. So I'm thinking of like Ocarina and like uh, after that. But like you know, as soon as I have to go underwater, it's just like ah, oh, fuck you. I've got to <laughs> hold my breath and blah blah blah. And then I don't. Maybe I just have a fear of water things, but I'm always scared that some crazy monster is going to jump out from the depths of the water and attack me. And then sometimes I'm right, and that just makes it worse. <laughs> Makes it just worse, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one game that did that really well with the whole like scary underwater environment was um, Final Fantasy VII, because you'd ride in a submarine, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At random, you'd run into this giant monster called Emerald Weapon. Emerald Weapon. I was thinking Ruby, but Ruby was elsewhere, wasn't he? Yeah. No, Emerald Weapon was under the ocean, and he's gigantic and uh, super hard to kill. And I already have a kind of a fear of, like, dark underwater locations because of giant animals. Even animals that aren't dangerous. If I saw one underwater, I'd probably scream underwater. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like a manta or a whale shark. If I came face to face with one of those, no. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a horrible, it's a horrible thing. Who are you people? Like me and Jesse? You're scared of some fish. Yeah, they're like, big fish. Big, no, you know what it is. I'm scared because fish. I am in they a situation. They haven't even got any thumbs. But I'm in a situation where I am at my weakest in water. You know, like on the land, maybe I would do something about it. But in the water, like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Just flail around and. And also, when you're a human in the water, almost everything else in the water can move faster than you. Right, because other things don't, that aren't from the water don't go into the water because they're just not. <laughs> idiots <laughs> they're like yeah i don't know i don't think i'm gonna go do that because i'm not well like made to do that like yeah we suck at water <laughs> when uh when my wife and i got our paddy license uh we went diving in guam and um the we went with a group that had an instructor but we had our license so the instructor left like didn't really bother to keep us in tow and uh i got separated from the instructor by far enough that i couldn't see her and I didn't want to look behind me. I was like, I got to catch up. I got to catch up. Just kick, kick, kick your legs. 
I was really, <laughs> I was really panicked that something was behind me, like a shark or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I grew up like just spending all of my days in the sea, in the ocean. Well, you're British, so. It wasn't in Britain. I wouldn't go in the ocean around there. <laughs> That's where the nappies. scary fish are. It's full of nappies and shit. Gross. Oh. Mm. Okay, so wait, hold on. I have another thing. Um, mm. Binary story choices and, or paths in games. Like oh, the like red path. Or the, yeah, mm. like uh, it's really dumb. I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. Give us an example. Uh, infamous. Where it's like, I'm going to play as good Cole, or I'm going to play as bad Cole, but then like I'm going to reaffirm these decisions the entire time. Like, I understood if you chose at the beginning of the game, I'm going to be bad, and it was like, okay, here's one game, and then you can go back and play a different game that's similar, because you're the good one or the bad one this time. That makes sense. But like, for instance, uh, Mass Effect, like the Renegade and the, what's the other one? The Paragon. Paragon, yeah. It's like... So, if I do anything besides choose consistently, I am going to limit something later that I won't be able to get, right? Like, You're I just going to get the worst ending. Right, exactly. Um, and, and also, there are, like, things that you don't get. Like, you know, you get bonuses for things if you're, like, high enough uh, of one or the other. But you keep testing me throughout the game. And, like, I can't, I'm not, I can't make decisions anymore. It's like, here's a decision you could make but you're not gonna. Um, yeah, there's no neutral. It's always just like this or that. And then recently they've been doing away with this, which I'm so happy about. Like The Witcher, they were just options. And you could choose whichever one you thought was right, and it was always going to go wrong. It was always <laughs> going to be something bad. You <laughs> always make the... There is no right decision. You always make the wrong decision. Um, Are you particularly taking issue with games where they like stop the game and they're like, choose? Um, it, no, just when there is a red and a blue option, that makes me mad. So not like in game, like for example, Infamous had the thing where once in a while it would stop the game and say, are you going to save this person or whatever? Yeah, like a major story point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they also had me, the thing yeah. where you could kill guys or not kill them. Mm. Like, and that also affected your goodness level. Right. So I, that's I kind of organic. But, but I don't also? like having a goodness level. I just okay. shouldn't have a goodness level. Now, what I did like was like, um, for instance, uh, came out recently, Dishonored. Dishonored. Oh, the chaos level. Yeah, which was like, that was like... It was more tangible, wasn't it? Because it wasn't about you. Right, and it was, it was on, it was like, it was analog, you know? Yeah, like how many times I well. killed people. Yeah, exactly. How many times I killed people and then... Uh, did I set this person free or not, or you know, what decision I made, that all would add up in the background to how many rats were around. And, like, there was a real consequence that happened in the game of, like, yeah, you started seeing, like, more plague victims and, like, you started seeing more rats everywhere. And, like, actually, and, like, if, depending on the play style that you're using, having more rats around might be more useful, actually. Maybe that's a good thing for you because, like, you're taking over rats' bodies and running around or whatever. Or maybe it's just gross or whatever. But, like, that was relatively well done. But it was still binary of, like, there is a correct or an incorrect. And 
recently games have been getting away from that. Like again, like like I said with The Witcher, like I played The Witcher making decisions that I want to make. Not thinking about how they would play out in the game later, but of like, no, this motherfucker's gonna die. You know, like or like, oh man, I really feel you're a bad dude, but I really feel like what was the the red keep or the red lord or the big fat the red dude. baron red baron i he's a bad guy but i ended up feeling for him and like when my decisions led to spoilers when my decisions led to the thing led, that led happened. to no i'm gonna fucking spoil <laughs> it. when my decisions led to him hanging himself like that affected me because they were my decisions they weren't I chose the good path and here's what happens. I chose the bad path and here's what happens. Like th- there was like a real tangible, you know, feeling. Well, you had no way of knowing that's where it would go as well. That's true. And also just like it were, they were my decisions, not some game developers decisions that I've just gone along with. It's like, no, no, no. I felt connection to these. You know? I still feel like infamous is not binary though. It's, it's linear, but it's not binary. Because, like, if you, for example, if you kill every second enemy and, you know, liberate every second uh, character you come across, but not all of them, you'll end up in the middle. Okay. Like, your, good, your, your level, whatever, your meter will be in the middle. I don't know how it affects yeah, the I guess Yeah, I guess that's probably what I mean, then. Um, I'm, I'm focusing on those moments where it's red or blue, but yeah, you're right. But in terms of, like, the consequences, it's linear, not binary, yeah. Yeah, the consequences are linear, but like this binary be good or be bad system is is dumb. Yeah. Well, I, doesn't like Dragon Age Inquisition use a thing where like different decisions you make will like make certain people in your party happy, but not others? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's a, that's uh, a Fallout. That's, Fallout that's, does uh, that as well. That's, actually, 4. That's, a, that's a KOTOR thing from back in the day. Like um like you would uh depending on how what you did, it would either push people to the lighter dark side of the forest, but then also people would like started liking the you know like liking you more because you did this. Uh, Mass Effect did that too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Fallout did a really good job of that. I remember maxing up my loyalty with uh, someone who liked me to steal things. Sounds like my kind of person. I love stealing things in Fallout. <laughs> All I did in that game was steal everything. Yeah. But like Skyrim did a great job of like there were there were reactions to your actions. There's there was a cause and effect, but again, it wasn't necessarily good bad. It was just like I don't like you cuz you did that thing. Did you ever play um Oblivion? No. The previous one before Skyrim. Yeah, I know. I never played it. Elder Scrolls 4, I believe. Um it had a mechanic where you had to negotiate with people. Yeah. And you just say things like you just pick like I don't remember how the how it worked, but I remember you'd be picking from this wheel. And it doesn't the game doesn't tell you what you're saying. It's just like intimidate, uh reason. And then you don't hear your character talking, but you hear the other person reacting to you. And uh oh. they say these bunch of canned phrases and I remember one of them that made me laugh so much was uh one of the voice actors had the line, "I like that a lot." <laughs> <laughs> that and does then, sound really uh, like Elder Scrolls-y, yeah. W- one woman would sometimes be like, not now, not later, not ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was, Actually, that's a perfect life. game 
for another trope that always gets me going about games mm. uh, is how there's villagers full of NPCs who just stand around waiting for someone to come and do all their shit for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, have you tried anything yet? Yeah. Yeah. Especially right. early in the game when, like, the thing that needs to be done is, like, not complicated. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, I need to pick up my shopping from the shop. Like, yeah. well, go fucking do it then. Yeah. Ah. You come back weeks later and they're still waiting. Yeah. yeah. They haven't moved. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, and you have to do like all the quests, and and then the the shops keepers just buy everything from you. Yeah, <laughs> they just buy everything. Every some, little some piece games of give shit the shop people up. like limited uh, like amount of money. Money, yeah, but that's a more recent thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, like the the flip of what you were talking about about like just empty, like just people with empty lives who do nothing, <laughs> like. Um, have you ever been in a game that was interesting enough where you decided to follow an NPC around? Oh, yeah, Hot Dog Malone. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, the game is Watch Dogs. <laughs> this is so funny. It's in a gameplay video I made. So, like, there's a guy, it was, it, I was playing Watch Dogs, and it was, like, nighttime near the lake, and it was raining. And I came across this guy in a suit, I think, like a yeah, kind of a, bit, a heavy bit set. tubby guy, yeah. Yeah, walking with a hot dog. <laughs> Occasionally taking a bite of the hot dog, but never, you know, enough of a bite to actually change the model of the hot dog. So it's always a whole hot dog. And I just started following him and narrating his life. <laughs> and, uh, his, um... He just took a microscopic bite after microscopic bite of his everlasting hot dog. I have to watch this video. I think I would really enjoy it. No, this. Watch Dogs is awesome for people watching because the NPCs in that game are whacked out. Like, they do stuff that doesn't make sense. <laughs> there was a guy, this is around the same time as Hot Dog Malone, guy coming at me with an umbrella and just walking towards me. All of a sudden, his umbrella changed color. <laughs> Whoa. And then I was like, my character kind of bumped into him because I was like, hey, your umbrella, hey, what, how did you do that? And then I, when I bumped into him, he just threw the umbrella on the ground. And <laughs> ran away. Walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <"Ugh." laughs> He's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> he just kept going. This umbrella doesn't hold its color. You're like, <sighs> was that, that game is amazing. Like, sometimes the weather changes for no reason, just suddenly. <laughs> it'll be sunny and then it'll just be like, <laughs> rain. This is hot, uh, Watch Dogs 1. Watch Dogs 1, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a stupid game, oh, but um, the <laughs> NPC, like, whole, the whole NPC universe of that game is so rich. <laughs> There's a lot to get into. Yeah, that's got to be... No, maybe I'll... Well, I, actually, you know, I probably would prefer to just watch you play it. I don't actually want to buy that game, <laughs> but yeah. I played the whole thing, like, from beginning to end and made videos of it. But it's not a long play. It's, it's a bunch of Let's Plays strung together. Okay, so I've got one last trope for you guys. I want to know how you feel about it. Um, I think this maybe it'll say things about us. Um, how do you feel about the save the world trope that is the basis of many video games? I don't feel as passionately as I know you do, mm -hmm. but it's kind of overdone. I like um, having it like a more... Like, all right, just because it's in my brain, because Jesse was just talking about it, Watch Dogs. He isn't trying to save the world. And actually, he's a pretty fucking despicable guy, Aiden Pierce, the character you play as. 
What's so despicable? I've never played it, so like, what's so despicable? But he's just a fucking murderer. He he's doesn't a, give a shit. Yeah, he's like a morally ambiguous hacker murderer. Uh, yeah. Kind of. And his voice sucks. Because he sucks. He's like, mm, He's like, uh, I mean, beers. His voice uh, Metal uh, Gear. I have no discernible personality. You know, spoiler alert for that, too. At Near the end of the game, he ruins his sister's life. Like, yeah. Straight up ruins her life and his nephew's life as well. Yep. Um, Who he's trying to, yeah. And he's just, and there's a scene where he apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry, Nikki. And it's like, great. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Like, they have to move away now because of you. Wow. But okay. his story is not about saving the world, it's about his quest for vengeance. Yeah. And the story actually is quite good. Aiden Pierce was pretty shitty, but I kind of like the. I'm not fighting against the world. I'm fighting against this one guy who I feel wronged me. Yeah. But the, his shittiness kind of was like a part of the game too. Yeah, it was. I mean, it wouldn't have worked if it was Watch Dogs 2 character. Ah, I still have to play that. It's it's waiting on my shelf. <laughs> but what, so what about like, when is it appropriate to have the save the world thing? Uh, like when does it help? Like when it's, I think, no, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say, when when we start getting to like galactic size proportions, sure, sure, okay, yeah, like oh, that's so, that's when okay, yeah, Destiny, Mass Effect, Save the World becomes not such a big deal. Oh, and, I see what you mean. Like just save our world, yeah, okay, yeah, or when the game is completely self-aware. Yeah, when the game's aware, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Like when it's like save the world, but it's kind of funny, like it's a joke. I can't think of a game like that. Duke Nukem. Yeah. So, like, do you think we would generally be better without without Save the World as targets? Or is, is there a time when it's, like, Save the World or Save the Universe or whatever? Uh, no, it's just such an easy, like, story arc. Save the girl, save the world. Save the yeah. cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Heroes. <laughs> Sorry. Heroes. Yeah. Um, so, well, hold on a second. What a fucking piece of shit show. I hear Heroes. about people saying that Heroes was a good show. Nah, Heroes was, was a cool idea for like two episodes, and then it was just absolute bullshit for the rest of the I uh, kind of feel the fuck same. Fuck that series. Ugh. It, it was until, I think, just before the end of the first season that it went, we don't know where we're going with this. No, but fuck it. No, they fucked it up from the beginning. When they, As soon as they made it about saving the world, they com- like. The whole cool thing about that show was like, look, normal people get superpowers. What are they going to do with their superpowers? Save what the world. When, when normal people, like, save the world! Like, no, that's, you're uh, just superheroes yeah. now. But you're that's because superhero- they had no just, idea where they were you're going. You're just shitty superheroes instead of being extraordinary people. What if it's just a slightly smaller scale and it's like, save the city. Save New York City. That would be okay. Yeah. Really? Like, well, you know, it's basically the same thing. But, like, here's the thing, like, you could, like, partially fuck that up, and it wouldn't be, you know, oh, like... the end of the world. Right? Like, let's say that they, like, well, they kind of did it. <laughs> you know, like, or, I don't know, just a smaller story would have been interesting. But even, like, what if it wasn't them trying to save anything as a group together? What if it's just interactions between these people? You know, of, like, I don't know, here's what happens. And, like, here's some personal stories of people while this happens. Like, again, Game of Thrones, great example of, like... Like, there is, there are people who are trying to save the world. But most of the characters in that are just trying to do their shit with other, while other people get in their way, you know? Oh, you know what game's like that? Yeah. The Sims. 
<laughs> okay. People are just trying to do their things. Usually they're trying to go to the toilet and they can't because someone's standing Climb in front. out of a swimming pool because someone's removed the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> get out of a closet that has no door, you know. <laughs> you guys are terrifying. They're, they're, they have to go to work, but they don't because they've sat down and watched TV for like 11 hours straight. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I don't know. What, you feel like even though we have these imperfect tropes in the world that we like it's better to keep them oh i depend on them yeah like when you go into a game you can't you don't have time to learn every single like new thing about the game universe like if i see a health pack i expect it to replenish my health or or to go into my inventory for me to use at a time when i need to replenish my health would it, it would be hilarious if it was just like yeah this is a the first aid kit so that's it. And <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you figure it out, buddy. Yeah, yeah. The problem with it, like, if you got rid of them, something else would come along that would then become a trope. That's yeah, how tropes we can't get rid of and them. memes And work. stuff like Game of Thrones wouldn't be as effective if we didn't have tropes. That's true. All right. Hey, that was a fun topic, you guys. Good idea. Um, Thanks. All right, it's time for do-do-do-do-do this. Yeah. This. I have a do this. Okay. Okay, do this. Watch um, watch Alien, then Aliens, then Alien Resurrection. Don't watch Alien 3. Also, don't watch Prometheus, and don't watch the new Alien movie. Just watch those three. Alien, Alien 2, and Alien 4. Um... The reason I'm telling you to watch the first one is because it's a classic. The reason I'm telling you to watch the second one is because it's a classic of the action genre. And the reason I'm telling you to watch Alien Resurrection is, oh my god, that movie's hilarious. Have you watched it recently? It is. Actually, that's the only one that I've seen, and it is hilarious. What? That's the only huh? one you've seen? Huh? I don't watch horror movies. Oh, right. And okay. Alien Number Resurrection two isn't a horror. Well, Number two is an action n- movie. Neither is Resurrection. Uh, no, it's not a horror movie. No, yeah, it's just a silly. But silly it's got movie. the quirky, goofy, stupid stuff like, mm. like uh, what? What's his name? Ron Perlman shooting his gun at a spider at point blank range. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Perlman. I love Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman can do. He can do all the things. I need him. Yes. Like, it's another person who needs to have more work. Yeah. Also, if you've you know if you've been watching Stranger Things and you're like, oh yeah, Winona Ryder. Well. Just go back to when Renona Ryder was young and cute. Because <gasps> she was young and cute in Alien Resurrection. That's all I'm going to say. Even yeah. if she was a robot. Spoiler alert. All right. uh, it always, somebody's always a robot in that fucking series. I know. Anyway. <laughs> all right. I've got to do this. It's not particularly amazing. I hope I haven't actually. I might have said this one already. So I hope I haven't. If you have, but, I'll uh, tell you. Okay. Try VR. Oh, you haven't. Uh-huh. But I think that's because until now, your attitude was not to try VR. Yeah, well, I, I'm now feeling like I didn't waste all my money on it, which oh, is great. finally. Because of the insane amount. I'm not happy about how much money I spent on this thing. Um, but, like, yeah, it's to a point now where, I mean, again, I don't think you need to buy it yet. But, like, go to a Best Buy or something. I don't know. I'm sure there's places where there you can schedule appointments to try VR. But... Do it. It's in a Tokyo. Really... There are VR arcades now. Yes, uh, which I'm dying to. We need actually. We should go do that and make a report. Um, <laughs> There's one in uh, Kabukicho, where nearby where the Komagekicho used to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, honestly, it is a really interesting experience to be to put on a hat and be in a different place. Um, <laughs> can I do it with my phone with a cardboard box? You can. I've never tried that. I'm sure that it is somewhat lacking. Yeah, <laughs> um, probably. Like if you think, I don't know. Like I know that when I'm looking at the map with my phone, uh, the like I, my arrow that points to which direction I am never points the right way. So I'm pretty sure that that's using the same technology that they're using for like figuring out which direction you're moving. In oh, VR. I didn't even think so, about that. Yeah, like I, mm, I'm not sure. But that is a very low, like low commitment entry to the thing. Yeah, it's like, like thirty bucks yeah. or something. Sometimes yeah, like Google Cardboard. Yeah, yeah, you just make it yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, tr- try out some PSVR somewhere. You know, uh, come hang out with me, and you can try out mine. Maybe. Cool. You're gonna if, give everybody if, your address on the podcast? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> I did. I did. However, one time, bring my PSVR to a party and let a bunch of people try it on. Uh, and I think that's the last time I'll ever do that. Not it play was it, really just cool. Try it on. Yeah, just try it on. Looks cool, huh? Yeah, anyway, it looks good know. on you. Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Next. <laughs> but pro tip: if you uh, if you wear makeup, don't wear makeup before you put on VR. Does it smudge? Yeah, because ew. 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 Yeah, because then everyone else who uses it is also going to be wearing your makeup. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an STD. Yeah. Matt, what's your try? not tri- because of sexy times. <laughs> Matt, what's your do this? My do this is food related. Oh, yeah. I love food. Yeah. Me too. I like putting it in my mouth. Food is the source of all life, or so video games tell me. Yeah, I was going to say, ah, damn, he beat me to it. Right. <laughs> so, are you aware of a cookie? I am. It's like, it's called Oreo or something. (laughs) I've never been sure how to pronounce it. Oreo. 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 So what you need to do, yeah, is separate it. No. no, Doesn't everybody do that? Wrong. Wrong. I'm not finished. Okay. Separate it. And then liberally apply strawberry jam. Oh, fuck. And then close it. Oh. And then eat that mother. I'm oh. not sure how I feel about that, but I think I might feel good about it. Oh, You are going to feel really good about it. Oh. I've never thought about adding things to Oreos. That's so weird. Food hack. No. Hey, Food by hack. the way, Oreos, did you know Oreos are vegan? I, I don't want to eat them anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want our other listeners to know that uh, you can find Ikinari Podcast on Facebook. <gasps> what? Yeah. Facebook? What? I know Facebook. Oh, that's that book with the face. No, that's the Necronomicon. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Facebook, please come to Facebook and please interact with us. We miss yeah, we've got a we've got a page, right? We've got a page where we're just starting to actually post things. <laughs> so... Come on there and argue with us. Tell us how much uh, you want every NFL player to be fired because they kneel instead of stand during the Star Spangled Banner. No, no, no. Don't Uh, bring that down. (laughs) Also, um, the the hub where you can find all our episodes in both uh, audio and video format is ikinaripodcast.blogspot.com. So from there, you can find us uh, in audio and video. We're also on iTunes, and the video is hosted on YouTube. 
Uh, I'm Jesse Jace, at Jesse Jace. How about you, Eric? I'm Eric, uh, which is uh, at Broccoli Bits, uh, with a Z at the end, T-Z at the end there. Like Broccoli and Bits. And Matt lives under a bridge. Yep, still. Yep. Are you going to paint that bridge someday? Nope. <laughs> you lazy motherfucker. No, what do you think? I want it to smell like fumes? Yeah. No. But you can you can contact Matt at the Facebook page. So please Yeah. I, I, I maintain the Facebook page from under the bridge. Give him some life <laughs> for bridge living. Yeah. Hashtag bridge living. Bridge living. Show bridge me life. how to yeah. refresh my living uh, space <laughs> through the use of bridge, bridge sui. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we have, everybody. Thank you for listening to Ikinari Podcast. Thank you. Bye.